From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Here with me today are the co-directors of Food Plan CNY, uh, Evan Weissman and Matthew Pottiger. Uh, Evan is an assistant professor of food studies in the Department of Public Health, Food Studies and Nutrition at the Falk College at Syracuse University. And Matthew is a professor in the Department of Landscape Architecture at SUNY Environmental Science and Forestry. And he spoke recently about a community-based food systems approach for improving Syracuse's food environments. Welcome to you both. Thank Thank you. you. Great. Well, when we say the phrase food system, what are we talking about? Well, you think about... um, the food that we eat is connected to a whole series of other processes and spaces from producing food and farms and fields and soils to uh, storing it and distributing it, getting food to markets, and then all the places where we, we find and eat and consume food and the, the sites after after consumption, compost and the sewage system. So those, these are all linked as part of a system, and they, they shape places, they shape landscapes. The thing is, we don't always see these connections. So it's important to start thinking systemically and, and find these, these linkages to see how it works. So that's a lot bigger than I would think when you think about a food system. You think of maybe a farm, a grocery store, and my table, but right. there's a lot more to it right. than that. And there's a lot of spaces that are really important that you don't see, like the distribution warehouses or the processing facilities. And they can all have an impact on uh, how viable the farming is. So what is this um, community-based food systems approach? Well, when we're talking about community-based food systems, what we're really thinking about are are place-based food systems. Oftentimes, we hear the term a local food system or a regional food system. We prefer the term community-based because it really centers people, understanding sort of the ways in which uh, the food system and the food economy can can work for people and, and works because of people. And the end goals of these systems are, of course, to, to create the foods that people need. So we really like to center sort of people and places with the ways in which we're thinking about uh, opportunities for strengthening, strengthening these systems. So a lot of restaurants these days, it's kind of a big deal to, to say that you're locally, you know, you're locally sourced produce or whatever, um, and there's this local food movement. Is that part of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we're doing when we center community and people is understanding that the term local is a really ambiguous geographical concept that doesn't have a a clear definition. Um, and, And some of the sort of driving factors are the same, but it's important that we're a little bit more concrete and what we're talking about, uh, and and certainly more deliberate in the sorts of interventions we would like to see happen in these sorts of systems. Yeah. I guess one thing that's happened is uh, uh, we've lost a lot of the connections to what it, local food systems. Uh, for instance, we don't. Many of us don't realize that we are in the middle of one of the really important agriculturally productive areas of the Northeast. Um, but so much of the food that we eat is coming from globally from across the nation and uh, we've lost a lot of food system infrastructure and some of these these connections so it's really about rebuilding these uh, regional and local connections at at different scales so the food we're growing here is going elsewhere and we're bringing in food from other places Um, that happens (laughs) yes that's happening so this um, food plan cny project what is that all about um, it's a project funded by the Onondaga uh, 
County Agricultural Council, and it's a collaborative effort to assess how how the food system is working and identify ways and uh, identify ways to assess the critical issues, and including some opportunities, economic opportunities for improving the system, opportunities for improving public health, and also environmental quality through and, the food system. And we've been really deliberate in approaching this project through what we uh, term an assets-based approach. So we often think about Syracuse as a city uh, plagued by many massive problems, a city with a lot of deficits, um, or a region with a lot of deficits, and, and certainly that is clearly the case in, in many instances. But when we're looking at the food system, we can think about the assets that exist here, the resources, the projects, the programs, the people who are doing really great work, uh, and, and try to identify and think about ways in which to best leverage these sorts of assets to achieve uh, better economic outcomes, uh, better environmental outcomes, and better public health outcomes. As part of that process, we're not only gathering information and data from many different sources, we've interviewed over 50 uh, key stakeholders in the local food system, and we're about to have a series of public meetings with the stakeholders as part of this really community-based process. So I understand it's an ongoing process, but are there, you call them assets, are there things you can point to that are working well in central New York in, in regards to food right now? Yeah. Well, again, I, we have um, great productive landscape, uh, excellent soils and, and large areas of connectedly good soils, and we have uh, emerging diversity in, in agricultural production. That's, that's a starting point. Uh, and, we're, and we've really been struck through our, our interviewing process at, at the, the um, ways in which people are working really hard to ensure um, that the system remains viable. And what we're recognizing, of course, is that a lot of these efforts uh, are conducted in silos. And our hope is to do some, some work to better coordinate the, the individuals and, and organizations and businesses um, and, and, and political efforts and policy efforts that are worked working um, simultaneously, but not necessarily in a coordinated fashion. Mm -hmm. So we've really been struck by the ingenuity uh, yeah. and the resiliency of our food system yeah. uh, and want to see the ways in which these um, uh, efforts can best be connected. Okay. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Matthew Podiger uh, from the uh, SUNY ESF. And we also have Evan Weissman from the Falk College at Syracuse University. Thank you. Um, now, recently in Syracuse, we've heard about the closing of No James Market on the near west side um, of Syracuse. What does that do to the food system or in mm -hmm. this area? Well, first of all, No James was unique and one of the few independent grocers that was left. Um, up until the 1960s, we most of the food came through in, in Syracuse came through the regional market, and uh, then was distributed and uh, to independent grocers. And he, he, no James was one of the last ones left, and, and it was community scaled. It fit the community. It did not have a large parking lot. People could walk to it, and he really worked over the years to also have. Uh, linked with the community in terms of culturally appropriate food. So it, it leaves a big gap in the system, if you want to add. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the closing of, of uh, No Dreams Supermarket is uh, a sad end to a long story that's been playing out across communities throughout the United States with 
uh, restructuring of the food system um, with consolidation uh, in, in food retailing. And private, greater um, privatization. And, and privatization. And, and what we are really sort of interested in is, is not sort of pointing fingers or pitting one community against another um, because we think all people in all neighborhoods should have adequate access to the foods they need to live a healthful life. But here's a really good case where some coordination and deliberate policy uh, could have foreseen maybe the unintended consequences of supporting a grocery store in, in a neighboring community. And so, uh, you know, one of our hopes is that the this, this project that we have underway and the outcomes of this project are to uh, ensure these sorts of uh, unintended consequences don't happen again. Um, because if, if political leaders are, are um, doing the right thing and, and working to support community initiatives around food, which is really important, we want to make sure that, that it's not detrimental, that outcomes are not detrimental to other communities. Sure. Well, are there uh, things that we can learn about food systems from other cities? Are, you, are there other... Yeah, uh, and really the last 20, 25 years, there's been a lot of development in terms of food system thinking and work uh, across the country and other cities. We don't have to go too far. We can go down the, the turnpike to Buffalo, and they've been working with food system planning. They have a food policy council, um, and just really different ways to coordinate the different sectors of the food system. Uh, Toronto is one of the, the longest-standing food policy council uh, at work, and so there's a lot of examples. Um, and and in what's our happening yeah. in in uh, these cities, especially across North America, uh, is a great deal of policy innovation. So that um, policy makers are really focused on thinking about the best ways to intervene in a food system using you know tools of law, policy, and planning. To ensure that the that the food systems of those communities are best serving um, citizens in those communities and the residents of those communities, so thinking about ways in which to uh, enhance the existing infrastructure to uh, make foods more affordable and more available, or thinking about ways in which. Um, uh, aggregation can occur so that local farming products uh, can reach uh, kids in schools or mm -hmm. that think about ways in which large institutions uh, of which we have many in Syracuse uh, can intervene um, through their procurement practices to create more viable economic opportunities. Um, mm -hmm. So we see a lot of policy innovation yeah. occurring around food and thinking mm -hmm. about how it connects to all of these other sorts of issues. Yes. Everything for Toronto, for instance, everything from looking at uh, policies that would help to protect farmland and promote uh, diverse agriculture in the area around Toronto to down at the street level we're changing the licensing for uh, food carts to uh, to encourage fr uh, fresh produce uh, to be sold on the street as opposed to previous licensing which were limited to processed foods. Wow. So. Well do you have some examples of what you th what could change here if you had a system in place that that you aspire to what what would we see different? Um, one as Evan already mentioned some form of uh, aggr aggregating local food and so it's then can be distributed to institutions or also other small small scale markets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I think one of our our clear outcomes would be uh, increased uh, economic opportunities in the food sector um, so that you know small business owners um, have 
uh, uh, better viability and are able to create jobs and find um, good qualified employees, we would see a, a great deal more um, of, of our agricultural products from central New York uh, ending up on grocery store shelves uh, throughout the region. Um, we would see um, policies that would do more to protect farmland uh, in central New York to, to control some of our, our urban suburban growth. Um, so we really want to see um, people starting to, to come together and using food in, as, as a common denominator and think about the ways in which uh, collaboration can enhance the outcomes of our food system. And you think of it, food, it it's a, can help build communities. It, it's just an essential thing for, for everyone. It should be an essential part of, of community design and planning. Well, looking back historically, didn't, I mean, food stayed local, right? And we didn't have the ability to ship it in places. So are there lessons? Are we, are we trying to kind of go back and take some of the best of what we had before? Yeah, we can look historically, too, about uh, you know, what infrastructure served serve the area. And at the same time, we also have some new opportunities now, some, some new technologies. Uh, and uh, is also, we can look back for precedents for food system planning here in Syracuse. Um, Syracuse was, and Onondaga County was actually the, the uh, place where we, we had the second food policy council in the country. The first one was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Syracuse, Onondaga County was the second one in the mid-1980s. So we're kind of revisiting that revisiting. and um, new, new context, new situation. Well, thank you both for being here. My guests have been Matthew Podiger, a professor at SUNY ESF, and a professor, assistant professor Evan Weissman from Syracuse University's Falk College. They're co-directors of the Food Plan CNY. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.